Welcome back to our final episode of our bumper series of Droughtlander, the most successful Droughtlander podcast. Well, it's that only we've a, done that we've done. Um, <laughs> certainly, we are flying high. I mean, in many ways, this is possibly the best of its kind, Maureen. Yeah, definitely. Just that nobody knows about it. It's very despite it's, our you know very top notch marketing. It's cult. It's, it's cult. cult. It's cult. Cult could be code for crap, but we're going with cult. We're going to go for cult. Because that's the deluded <laughs> we are nature of all. our personalities as stand-up comedians. Is that all we... stand-up comics are deluded. That is just some are more deluded than others. We, we all... like to think we're not that deluded, but we are. But we are. We think we're better than we most, are. But... And even with this podcast being... Just relentlessly not listen to. Um, we still... We don't let that stop us. We don't, Maureen. Even at comedy nights, we don't let that stop us. No. I mean, even at a casting, which I did earlier today, where I was, I think it's fair to say, dreadful, uh, and gave little to the part that I was offered. Um, and even while I was doing that, and it was going so, so badly, that even in the middle of the casting, I had an out-of-body experience where I went, God, you are terrible at this. Oh. I still walked away going, well, could get a call back. <laughs> could get a call but back. But you know what? That happened to me. I did a casting and I thought, oh, the casting director did not like me. And then I got a call back for, and it was with, oh, the guy that was in um, Ricky Gervais. Final Tap. I know, um, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. And I got, got yeah, but in. the difference yeah. is, Maureen, you probably did a good casting, <laughs> but you just felt that the casting director didn't like yes, you. Yes, that's true. Bless my cast, the casting director I was in the room with. She was absolutely lovely. If anything, too nice. And I walked away going, wow, that was bad. It doesn't matter. Anyway, back to, back to the matter. actors at Providence. In, it doesn't matter. That's I'm, a segue. I'm still holding out for that part in Outlander. I mean, obviously, if anyone hears that. Yeah, there's a, there might be well, a role could, for an angry lesbian in no, I just, or seven. No, just an angry, like one of those women that lives in the woods. And, you know, she just... Hates everybody? She's mad. Doesn't really speak. She just sort of screams and howls. She's got no teeth. Can you do a good Spanish accent? Doesn't have to have a Spanish accent, Maureen. I'm very flexible with that. Cause <laughs> that's actually the only thing I can do. Uh, and yeah, you know that. That's. I mean, I'm just. If there are any of the Outlander casting directors, doubtful. But yeah, okay. Okay, God. Let's what move on. Okay, but we're, so we've got the last two episodes. We've got Providence. I'm not sure why they called it Providence. But anyway, twelve and thirteen. Twelve right? and thirteen. Yeah. Providence. What is Providence? Well, How does it start, Maureen? Remind oh me. Gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, Roger Lucky McKenzie. He's uh, in the in the Mohawk village. He's got to run a gauntlet. Got the gauntlet. Right. So and he's, and he's failed. Roger has to run the gauntlet to prove, I think, to the, what the Mohawk do is if you if you get to the end of the gauntlet, then you are one of, one of them, them, and if you don't, then you continue to be a slave and you're just a worthless piece of crap. Yeah. Look, Roger, bless him, he's walked for how many hundreds of miles? Yes, in those trousers. With a fractured arm? No, Shoulder? I think the fractured arm comes after. With the, mm. with the, no, that's, no. That, no, that's in the village. He has a fractured arm before the village. He does. No, he does. They, he, oh, no, but he does by the end of it. Yeah. They fracture his arm. Yeah. Anyway. At the beginning of the gauntlet, he doesn't, but halfway through, he does. Yeah, he's got a fracture eye by the end of it, and uh, I think during the gauntlet, and uh, and then he's in, he's in a lot of pain, and then this this woman comes up to him, one of the, the Mohawk women, she gives him something to chew on, to relieve the pain, but then he doesn't realise he doesn't realise Mohawk customs, and he points at the chief. You're not allowed to point. You're not meant to interrupt people. So we'd be we'd be screwed uh, when you're speaking, and he gets thrown into this 
prison hut, this little hut, doesn't he, where he meets the, the French priest. Well, hello. It's poltergeist in here with us. He meets the French priest. Yeah, so Roger is in with the French priest, who, it just shows how mad religion is when you just boil I it thought down. He, I thought the guy, I can't remember his name, Jan Taul or something, I thought he was really good in the part. Yeah, he looked very Dutch or Scandinavian, didn't he? Yeah, the French he, priest. Yeah, I don't know what he is, but he did not look French. I think he might be French. The actor. Really? I don't check, think so. Check. Let's check. Um, anyway, he is. Um, uh, uh, we find out that he's in there because he has fallen in love with a um, the woman who gave Mohawk woman, the woman that gave um, Roger the medicine. Roger the medicine, and they have had a baby together. And the Mohawk have no issue with this at all. But what they want for him to do is to bless that child. And he refuses because he feels he can't give the sacrament because he is himself a sinner. He is French. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> is he? Yeah. French actor born in Paris. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look French. So He didn't have a berry on and onions around his neck. <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't wearing a stripy blue and white vest. <laughs> well, riding a bicycle. You, how can you tell who a Frenchman is these days? Anyways, so yes, yeah, so he won't bless the child because he's not in grace and he doesn't want to. Because he's had, he's a priest and he's had sex and he doesn't want to damn the child, which obviously is his child. And you, um, I think it's very hard because we're a very secular age to kind of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of understand somebody with those kind of principles. And I think he did a very good job at getting that across. Yeah, he sounded completely mental. Yeah, but I kind of, you found, I thought you understood his viewpoint. And I think it is hard. I mean, that's why a lot of classical plays aren't done today, because, you know, the concept of honour is something we don't really have now, and you just kind of go, what are you doing? But you do, under, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have done it. But I think, you know, you understand for him, he, he really believes his soul, the, child, the soul of the child is going to be impaired. Yeah, sure. I mean, he doesn't want to do that to his child. I, you totally understand why he did it. I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that. I'm just saying that when it boils down to it, when you hear people who are very fervently religious talking about their religion, it just sounds like utter madness. Yeah. But anyway, but whatever. Um, I thought the actor Jan Tao, uh, or however you pronounce his name, I thought he was brilliant. Very French name, Jan. <laughs> very let French. It, let it go. Classic. <laughs> classic Frenchman. What's that French bloke called? Jan. Jan Johan Johansson. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Classic French. Anyway. So, moving on. In Wilmington, um, Fergus, we see a bit of Fergus and Marcelli. Fergus is planning to get Murta out of jail. And he's obviously, it's a quite dangerous uh, prospect. And Marcelli kind of gives him a lot of support. And she, like Claire, she refuses to be like a passive onlooker. She's like, no, I'm going to be part of it. And you kind of get their, you see how their relationship is very supportive and loving, don't you? I think that was a nice little bit of business. Yeah, nice bit of business there between Fergus and Marcelli. Little dull, but nice bit of business. And then what happens then, Maureen? Oh, God. Uh, River Run, because we've got different things. Lord John, who I really like, Lord John, informs uh, Brianna that uh, Stephen Bonner has been captured. He's in now, prison. I may have zoned out a little bit in the last two episodes, and that is possible. But, so Lord John and Brianna are engaged. Yes. To be married. Yes. And, and But not really. No, 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 not really. But so they haven't set any kind of a date no, or anything. No, no. It's just a, an engagement to stall time. It's to put off Aunt Jocasta, basically, because Aunt Jocasta wants her married. Right, okay. So, and Brianna's playing for time because she's hoping Roger's going to come back. She's hoping Roger's going to come back because he buggers off, doesn't he? Yeah, in the well, next episode. Yeah, why? Do, where does he go? Because they're, they're 
probably couldn't figure out what to, what to do can, with He him. just sort of fucked off. I know. He? Yeah, right. But, so I don't think there's any real reason. It's just like... So I didn't miss anything no, in this no, episode? No, no. Okay. I think it was just an excuse because okay. they, they, like, they couldn't figure into the... Because when episode. I was watching it, I was like, oh, I should have paid more attention in the last episode. No. Do they say something about where he was going? No, they just go, he goes on business in the last episode. Right, fine. So, okay. they can't put him in there for some reason. For whatever reason, reason. yeah. He's, he's okay. out. So he tells Brianna that, you know, Lord, um, Lord John, that Stephen Bond has been captured, he's about to be yeah. executed, and Brianna goes, well, I want to see him. He's like, no. And then Brianna goes, look, I've had my father's letter. That's it, because you don't see Jamie and Claire, really, at all in this episode, and normally it gets really pissed off when Jamie's not there. I didn't actually notice until towards the end, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign. That I, it was, I thought it was quite, I really liked this episode, I was very engrossed. Even though Jamie and Claire weren't really in it, you saw them for a fleeting moment. Yeah. And Jamie tells his daughter, you've got to learn to forgive this guy. Well, she yes. doesn't know he's planning to kill him, but he's going, you know, for your own soul, you've got to try and forgive him. So, so, so that's when Brianna decides that she's going to go and visit Stephen Bonnet and forgive him, which, frankly, is mental. Yeah, I know. But I've got to stop saying mental, haven't I? That's bad. You, can't, you shouldn't say that. But you know what I mean? I just think, why would you put yourself through that uh, well, kind of horror? You know, some, but some people do. People do that now, where victims of crime go to see people in prison. I would never, anyway. It's just because you try and kill them. I would probably, the only thing I'd want to do is murder them. But, but then what, Brianne, the, the important point, which doesn't really get shown in the final episode, which I think was a big mistake, was that Brienne admits that she's forgiven her father. No, but she oh, does no, that in the later. next episode. No, that's in the next episode. She sorry. does that in the next episode, to yeah. be fair. So she goes to visit. Is this what happens next? Or she goes to visit she, Bonnet? Oh, I don't really know. But she goes to visit Bonnet. And Bonnet's like... Uh, you know, suitably creepy and weird. And he knows he's going to die. So he's like... He's going, look, I've had a lot of whores trying to pass their children on to me. And it's like, well, there's not much point. You're about to be killed. And she's like, look, I'm just doing this. If it, if it gives you some kind of... Peace to know that your genetics will continue. Then, then do that. And he goes, oh, well, I just won't be forgotten. And then she gets, does her phrase of temper and goes, you will be forgotten. Because he'll never know you. you. He'll never know you and I'm going to bring up as a good man. Yeah, yeah. And then he feels some kind of remorse and gives her a, a gemstone. I don't know if he feels remorse. I don't think he gives a toss about her, but he suddenly feels like he has this... Um, you know, like some men do, without their their genetics are somehow really important. Yeah. And I don't think he gives a flying toss about Brianna, but he's discovered that he he has a child, and so he feels compelled to do something to protect yeah. his own genetics, um, his own DNA. So he gives um, he pulls something out of his tooth, which we which we then realise is a gemstone. Yeah, I think a ruby or something. And he, he gives it to uh, Brianna. Yeah. But what happens at the same time, is this at the same time as this all's happening, Burgess is breaking into the prison to rescue Myrta. And? And Lord John is there as well, because he's obviously accompanied Brianna. So, uh, but what, can, I, can I just say this, right? Given this was a hang, would be a hanging offence, all these guys at midday are walking along to uh, go into a prison, storm a prison, and they haven't got a mask on them. I mean, wouldn't you? Also, it's very quiet. And also, if you're going to break into prison, wouldn't you break in at night as opposed to mid-noon? Um, but, you know, the entire well, no, time there's no. been cutaways to this, this town that they go to, it's always jammed, full of people. But the moment they've decided to break into the prison, it's like there's nobody there. It's just but no them. masks. Just no masks. Just Everybody can see their faces. Everyone can see their faces. Anyway. Anyway, they go in. Lord John tries to stop it. Lord John gets, uh, I think, gun to his head. Um, and then they go and rescue Murta. Uh, and the murder escapes. The whole thing is a load of old bollocks. Yeah, and also very handily, they drop the keys at just where Steve Bonnet is. So I suspect Steve Bonnet will be back for season five. Steve Bonnet, we see that he gets hold of the keys, but then we hear an explosion. So 
You're you, meant to think. You're meant to think there's absolutely no way he would have gotten out. But I suspect he'll be but back. He'll be back. After some his weird child, probably. Outlander twist, and he'll want to he'll want to kidnap his child from Brianna. We know that this is gonna happen. <laughs> I mean it's just It's been very subtly plotted. So um so Murta escapes, they'll go back to uh Oh yeah, and then Lord John and Murta have an argument of who's gonna take Brianna home. And Lord John goes, I'm an English lord, you're a, you're an outlaw. I think <laughs> I think you lose. Anyway, Mercer kind of goes, oh, yeah, fair play. So um, I think what's nice about this this episode is how close uh, Lord John and Brianna have. Like, their friendship is a very sweet friendship. And it's not the least bit weird, which it should be, given that Lord John basically wants to shag her father for the last 20 years. But it's a very nicely... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the fact, isn't it? Yeah, and it's so weird that they should be in a situation where she is considering marrying him. Well, she isn't, but... But, yeah, yeah. But, but they yeah. have a really good friendship, and I just think it could have been... That could have been quite weird to watch, but actually, I think both of them play it really, really well. And it's actually very sweet. It's a kind of very sweet friendship. Because at one point, she goes to Lord John, you know, and you're impossible not to like, and you kind of go, yep, that's true. Yeah, he's a nice chap. Because you just know he's a very honourable, honourable, honourable little guy. We so. love Lady Jane Grey. So Lady Jane Grey accompanies Brianna back to... Um, uh, the uh, Aunt Jocasta's and, and, and so does Mercer Mercer goes there as well doesn't no, he? No that's later he doesn't oh. no it's Lord John takes oh right okay well you're going to have to tell me because I've completely forgotten <laughs> so anyway we cu- I think we cut back to the village We're, this is probably not really in order but Father Exa- Alexandra is stri- oh Father- oh we've missed bits Fa- yeah Father Alexandra is stripped he's taking out he's tortured he has his ear cut off um, and then there is some actually beautiful writing. I mean, there's some clunky writing in this series, but there's a beautiful speech which Roger does where he talks about, you know, what, he, what he's been happening, what he's done, what he did to Brianna and all their relationship and how he was an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought um, Richard Rankin did a really good job in, in delivering that speech. It was a good, well-written speech, but I thought he played it beautifully. The, the whole thing about Roger is I just don't get what the hell he's doing. I really don't, because he could have gone through the stones and escaped being what was certainly death. Yeah, but he wants to, he wants to get back to Brianna. Yeah, but he's not going to get back to Brianna. I mean, all the signs are saying, you're going to die, mate. And then he's in a situation where he suddenly goes, oh, I don't think I'm going to get out of this. I think I am going to die here. And then he kind of goes, oh, I wish I love his, what's the point of love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes the other way, you're like... Come on, mate. I mean... Well, you're meant to think that he's now gone, well, you know what, I'm just going to think about myself in future, I, which, which you can't blame him because he's a really shit time. But I thought it was a very nice scene, that scene with him, and, and you also think that the father Alexander's going to try and escape. I mean, they start digging this hole. I mean, the earth must be very, very hard because they're there all night and they've just dug a little... <laughs> Your the... kids could have done better. I, I mean, the, the earth is... They, they, they didn't do this very well because the earth is really loose. So it's like, you know, you can dig through it really easily and then they, and then they dig through it the whole entire night and there's not enough room for them even to put their hand through. And the thing is, Father, like, what? Father Alexandre has got this choice where he either has to baptise the child or he's going to die a very slow and painful death. Basically, they're going to they're burn his feet. Burn his feet until... Well, until his body gives up. So until, yeah, so he'll... He, he's, he'll die oh in, God. Ag- in, in agony. Horrendous. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at, at this point, you're kind of thinking, just baptise the child. But anyway, um, and you kind of think he's, he's, he's kind of gone with Roger, he's going to escape with Roger, and then it turns out he goes, no, I'm, I'm going to go with the Mohawks, and you're just like, okay. Then Roger, despite the fact this whole, all night, couldn't dig it, 
In about five minutes, he's managed to get out of the... I mean, I don't know what's going on here. The continuity is completely fucked up. So the French guy gets taken away to have his feet burn off, slowly, to die slowly in pain from the from the balls of his feet upwards. And then and then all of a sudden, Roger's like, oh, that's an extra 35 minutes was all I needed. <laughs> so, I could only put the palm of my hand underneath here, but now my entire body fits. And then, right, he's, he's walking off, he's escaped the village. and uh, He can he's hear all, the screaming. He can hear the screams. like, no, he chose it, that's uh, up to him. And then Roger goes, I can't leave this man to die painfully in death. So he runs back through into the village, picks up a canister of what looks like... Uh, it must be um, gunpowder. Well, I don't know what it is. Was well, because it... the, the whole thing... I know, but it, well, petrol or kerosene? No, it would have been, I would have think gunpowder. It's not petrol, is it? What it am I talking about? For the rifles. So anyway, he throws something and the whole fire goes... <laughs> well, he obviously uh, saves the priest from dying a very slow and painful death. And then... Oh, God. Worse is to follow, because his lover... So then the a... woman that he's in love with, the, you know, the, the, the Mohawk woman, puts her baby down, walks quite casually towards this inferno, stands up onto the burning pyre, grabs hold of her her lover and allows herself to be um, burned to death. And then you see the... I mean, what, 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 what? Is that a thing that people do? Chloe would do that for you, wouldn't she? Chloe wouldn't do that for me. (laughs) Well, she might set you on fire. She might set me on fire, but believe me, she She wouldn't let me. She might warm her hands for a couple of minutes and she's like, I'm off, love, see you. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, but what you see their faces and you see like the, the I can't remember the guy's name, the guy in the red coat with the, with the feathers on his head, who's like one of the main... <coughs> who's obviously more. in love with her. That's the other thing is that you realise there's a young mohawk man. He's been a real bastard. Who, but he's in love with this woman, you can tell. And uh, so he's been doing all this stuff to get rid of the priest, and it's all so that he can sidle up next to her. And then, when it gets to the point where he is going to die, um, she commits suicide, and he's left with holding the baby, hold, literally. literally holding the baby. <laughs> and then Roger's looking aghast, and then Roger says, "Take me to the idiot hut." And then they take him to the hut. And that's the end of the episode. And I thought that was a really good episode. Uh, was that the end of that episode? Yeah, well, it is according to us. I mean, it is. Let's not... I mean, last week we did bang on and on and on. <laughs> That'll do. I mean, I found the episode quite depressing. Um, I, like, I liked it and I thought... I'm, yeah, I must have found it engrossing because I didn't, know, I didn't really notice that Jamie and Claire wasn't in it. So, that, And I think it was a good one for Richard Rankin. I think he, he performed really well in it. Yeah. Because obviously up to now he's been a bit of a prat. And so, you, you know... Yeah, it's, I mean, if, I do feel sorry for Roger. Uh, I mean, he's. Sh- I mean, although he has healed very well. Yeah. No disfigurements, really. Just a tiny little cut. There's a little cut. Tiny little cut on the forehead. Tiny little cut on his cheek. Which, when you think that his face has been caved in By months Jamie. earlier, possibly with two broken cheekbones, pro- broken jaw, possibly broken eye socket, but he looks good. Well, so we're back. We're now to the final episode, Man of Worth. Da da da. Where, thanks to the extraordinary navigational skills of all the Outlander main characters, uh, Jamie, Claire and Ian arrive at that particular Mohawk village in New York. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, how did they manage that? I don't know how they managed it. It's uh, abandoned. You could even do that. <laughs> Where is Abandaway? It's just there. <laughs> they, they manage it quite, quite easily. They don't ever seem to get lost. They don't ever seem to... You know, New York State is bigger than Great Britain. Is okay? it? Yeah. So the state of New York is bigger than our entire country. It's a very big state. 
you know, and I imagine during that period of before they'd set out borders, not many was, roads. It was probably even bigger, and 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 there were no, yes, well, not many roads, not any roads, and no signage, no signage, and yet they like just magically arrive, don't they? I and also, think. is that the only village, <laughs> the only Mohawk village in the whole of New York State? Don't know, but it's the one that they need to get to. It's so. the one that they need to get to. It's remarkable how North Carolina and the state of New York look exactly the same, as <laughs> does everywhere in between. It's a very uniform country, America. I think you'll find that anywhere you go to it in that country, like Scotland. looks a lot like looks a lot like Scotland. <laughs> it's freezing cold and grey. Right, but moving on. Anyway, they get to this village. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets, oh, they get to the budget. Village. They're working to budget. They're working boring. to budget. And they get to the village and they tr- plan to um, trade Roger in for um, some whiskey and some tin metal and some pots and pans. And the Mohawks don't seem that ecstatic about the idea. Um, and then Claire yeah. Claire takes off her, her like a little kerchief. Yeah, and they notice that she's wearing a stone which, around her neck, which, which was the very stone that she found in the middle of the night in a wood when. She found that skull. Yeah, which happened to be miles away. But anyway, she, you know, I mean... I, this whole episode, I mean, this whole episode, before we go any further, is like, I don't even know what... I don't even know if they were on crack when they were doing this, some sort of mushrooms or something. But it really is the most far-fetched. Did I tell you that Chloe watched this episode with me? No, what did so, she say? So Chloe's now watched, of, of Outlander, she's only watched the last two episodes of this series. Okay. And she was like watching it with me going... Ooh, I could quite get into this. This is really exciting. And I was like, well, if you are enjoying this, <laughs> you will love... The rest of it. <laughs> the rest of it. Because this is complete <laughs> nonsense. Um, Anyways, so this stone, and they just go, get out of the village. Get out of the village, get out of the village. So they have to get out of the village. Then they go, like, walk a few steps away from the village to settle down for the day. And then uh, Jamie goes... Yeah, but, but they, they, hang on a second. They see this stone, and they completely freak out. Yeah. And they say, we cannot have you uh, trade with you. And not only that, you have to get out and you have to leave immediately. We will not trade anything with you people because you carry the stone of the otter Otter head, tooth. The otter tooth or whatever. They don't know who... And, and they're like, what are you going on about? I, you can see that... Claire is like, you know, typical Claire. She's like, hmm, this might have something to do with the vision that I had and the blah, 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 blah. But anyway, this all ex- this exposition so anyway, comes out later. They're, walk- they're walking away and Jamie's going, oh, Jamie being Jamie, going, well, I'll go back to the village and rescue Roger. And Claire's going, you can't. It's like, Jamie. And she's going, yeah, but I, did, I rescued you from Fort William. You think, yeah, it's not quite the same thing. Anyway, they're making camp. Jamie goes, don't move. And suddenly the Mohawk, a group of Mohawk trying to attack them. Jamie, of course, gets one by the neck from the axe. Well... Uh, I mean, yeah. The, the, it's quite it's quite funny because they go attack and then Claire goes, what's your name? And she tells her the name. And, and then, then they, they all sit, sit down. down. <laughs> few tips. A few tips from Claire. This is what we should do in Brexit. Perhaps yeah. that's what May, May I think, I think that's what, should do. I think that's what we've been missing. I think if you Just are, go say, what's your name? And then that's it. sit down and talk. If only at some point Jeremy Corbyn had turned to Theresa May and gone, stop. What's your name? What is your name? <laughs> And then Theresa would have gone, do you know what? I think we can sit down and talk about this. Or the other way around, given that both of them aren't talking to each other. Jeremy, what's your name? I mean, you know my name is Jeremy. Whatever. Let's sit down and talk. Let's sit down and talk. So anyway, with that, I think underused diplomatic skill, uh, the, the Mohawk woman, I can't remember her name, sorry about that. Um, she, it's a very difficult name to pronounce. Uh, she talks about Otatuk, who's the guy that had the stone before, who we know came from the future. They don't know that. 
and tried to get the Mohawk to fight the white men because he knew the, the white men were going to kill all the Mohawks. So basically, because he, they think he's mad because he won't stop ranting about the fact so that, that they, that the whole of the Mohawk... And the, or the Iroquois, because they're part of the Iroquois tribe. Uh, and, and all of their tribes would be... Uh, Basically, there was going to be genocide and they were going to be annihilated and their stories were never to be heard of. Because all of their stories are told orally. They're not yeah, written yeah. down. And none of their stories would ever be remembered because there would be no one to pass them down and that would be the end of them. And they're like, this guy is nuts. nuts. Then he goes off and kills a few white people, brings back scalps, and they're like, oh no, you got to get out of the village because we're going to get the soldiers going to come in. Yeah, if you start bringing back scalps, you're just... I mean, basically, what you're asking for is trouble. So they basically hunt him Ban down. him, ban him, but he keeps coming back. So oh, then yeah. they kill him. And then he wants, they still can hear his voice, so they cut off his head and then take it all the way from New York to North Carolina, where Claire finds it several years later. Yeah. I mean, what is unbelievable about that? There's nothing unbelievable about that. I mean, so we've four all months away. carried a decapitated head for several hundred miles. <laughs> four months. <laughs> to bury it. To bury it quite in a shallow grave. <laughs> so we... Anyway, obviously, Claire knows that this is all true. So she's listening to it going, mm-hmm, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Oh, yeah, I did see you. And, uh, and they say to her, and anyone that wears the amulet can see him. Or ha- and you, Have yeah, you and seen the, him? I know, and they will know the future. And they will know the future. And so Claire's like, it's funny you should say that. But did I him. did see him. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they agree to... She's going to give them She's going to give them the stone. Even if, though they could just take it, because, I mean... I mean, At this point, you think, they're like, okay, so this is a bit that makes no sense. This is... Like a, 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 a sort of a, a, a subgroup of this Mohawk tribe that have gone out to, to speak to Claire and Jamie. So they've obviously gone out and of their own accord. They haven't discussed it with anyone the else chief. from the tribe or the chief. And instead of going, look, instead of going, do you know what? We've got flipping bows and arrows, spears and guns. We'll just take it. They go, yeah, um, I tell you what, why don't we help you get rid of Roger Help! I mean, this doesn't make any makes zero sense for them to help. You forgot though, but Claire did ask for her name. Oh yeah, God, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. You forgot about that. But anyway, so they do, as Jen says, they do agree to help Claire and and Jamie uh, get Roger out. So they arrive at the village. Um, They're caught immediately. Let's fast forward this. No, but 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 what I like is Roger's when Roger sees Jamie's face. He's like obviously not sure whether. Jamie's just come to finish off the job. And Claire's like, no, no, it's come to help you. Um, and, and then they do this thing where they get through the village. Jamie's in full warrior mode. So anybody who comes with him, he kind of gets rid of. And I mean, she, the woman is also very good. She's going around. What is great, there's also one point where two very big, quite athletic, burly men approach Claire. And she sort of ducks and then sort of grabs one of their arms and sort of throws him, hurls him on the floor with one arm. I don't oh, know if you've noticed that. I don't know if you've seen Claire. <laughs> it doesn't look like she could... Oh, she's done jiu-jitsu. It doesn't look like she could lift my rucksack, let alone be hurling a man on the ground. But no, um, no, they get caught and then uh, the woman is, is told she's banished from the village. This is, but this is why it makes no sense. She knows... She knows what the laws are of her tribe. And she knows that helping these white people would mean that she... Yeah, but she she wants the stone. She thinks the stone's more important. Just kill them and take the stone. Yeah, but then it would be very... There'd be no more books. Oh, God. Anyway, this poor woman... I mean, this is the thing that annoys me. Is This poor woman is now... It's not just the thing that annoys you, but... Well, it's not just the thing. (laughs) Any number of things that annoy me. This woman has helped Jamie and Claire is banished from her tribe, never to return. Now, that is a fate worse than death. 
Because where is she going to go? She's going to have to wander around on her own with no one to protect her. She's going to be at the mercy of the white men. I mean, it's a complete disaster for her. I notice none of the other men get banished, just her. No, but they're already banished, those guys. How are they banished? She says it because you've been already, you brought these people who've been already expelled from the village. I think they've already been banished, those guys that she got. Either way, oh, it's not I don't let's, know. Let's Whatever, on. anyway, she's banished. But no, Jamie Claire, no one bats an eyelid. Jamie Claire and Ian, they can all go. He goes, it's not your fault, you can all go. And they went, oh, can we take Roger? And of course Roger, because we, as we know, he's lucky. They go, no, Roger's got to stay. So Jamie, of course, does what, what Jamie, Jamie always does. does. What does he do, Jamie? He says, I will go in place of Roger and you can have me instead. And they look Claire's at him like, and they look at Roger and go, go, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. That is a better deal, much better deal. hundred <laughs> percent. You can stay. That's a big but. You know when you used to watch a swap shop and then somebody would swap something for really something really rubbish, you'd be like, why are you doing that? Yeah, but that's it. This is like a swap shop, isn't it? Because you've got a choice between Roger or, or Jamie. Oh, yeah, you're like, going, yeah. Yeah, I love Jamie. Definitely. And Claire's going, what the hell are you doing? And what I love about this is that Jamie turns around to Claire. Bear in mind that all these Native Americans can speak fluent English. Their grammar is 100% correct, better than the average Brit. Uh, got wonderful use of the English idiom, very unusual for foreign speakers. <laughs> very unusual for British speakers, you mean. And so right in front of them, Jamie goes, don't worry, I'll escape. And you think, if you're going to do an escape plan, you probably shouldn't say it in front of the people that you're going to escape from. And also, you know, it's hubris, isn't it? Uh, they, they, but the, the, to be fair, the Mohawk don't seem to be like, oh, he thinks he's going to escape. They don't seem to care. So anyway, uh, and then uh, Jamie goes to, his son, uh, to Ian, not his son. Ian, can you tell them the offer? He goes off and then he comes back and says, no, I've got in your place. I'm going to stay. And then, <laughs> then he does the same thing. Right in front of everybody, Jamie goes, all right then, well, uh, escape. Well, I'll come back for you. And it's like, why don't you speak in Gaelic? You both speak Gaelic that nobody else understands. Speak it, don't speak in the language that they speak. Maureen, we've had this conversation, and whenever I've said it, you've gone, well, we, then we wouldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, but then they could put subtitles for this. And I've said that to you before, and you've said, well, then... No, but in this situation, it's pointless. I mean, it'd be like me, like, you never see people in like, all those war movies where they're trying to escape from the Nazis in front of the commandant go, let's build a tunnel under block 3-5. I mean, you know what I mean? You, you, anyways, I know, I know. Anyways. I mean, the fact that Maureen's getting upset about it instead of me is quite <laughs> Unusual. something. So anyway, uh, and then, of course, they have a very... Big parting, and the man of worth, of course, refers to Ian because he's. He, I think he's going to quite enjoy himself at the camp. I think he quite more no, so no, than we, Roger. We haven't said that yet. So Ian then says to 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 Jake, "I'll take your. I'm taking. Your I'll place. take your place. All oh, right, you have said that. Sorry. Yeah. So and Jamie goes. Uh, is filled with tears. He looks really upset. Ah, uh, and and Ian says, and I want you to promise that you won't come back for me. That you won't try to save me. You don't want me to break my word. Uh, because you don't want me to break my word, which is the word that I've made to the Mohawk people. Okay, fine. And Jamie's looks really upset. It's very sad. And then he leaves quite quickly. Um, <laughs> and what I like, what I like about that is when he says to Claire, she says, "What you say, Jenny?" He goes, "Oh, she'll be, she'll be all right about it." He's like, "You're only saying that because Jenny's on the other side of the Atlantic, and you're not oh, actually going to say to her face." Later on, um, they have a conversation, and there's Jamie and Claire. I, I can't. They're in the, they're in Aunt Jocasta's house, and and Claire was like, "What do you have? How do you think Ian's doing?" And and Jamie completely like <laughs> had a smile on his face, going, "Oh, he's probably having a lovely time." <laughs> He's probably having a lovely time as a slave of the Mohawk. And then what happens next is uh, Roger punches Jamie. Um, several times. Several times. And Jamie goes, no, because Claire goes, Roger. She goes, no, let him punch me. He, you know, so you've got this testosterone thing of where he's punching Jamie. But he's doing it with his hand that he's obviously not very good at punching. Because he's got one other arm Because he's broken. got one, one of his arms and is Claire's broken. Claire's just looking in utter disdain at this bloody, oh, God, all right then. And then, meanwhile, uh, Ian's got to run the gauntlet, and he's, he manages it. 
And he becomes one of the Mohawk. As we knew he would. Yeah, yeah. So then um, Claire has to tell Roger. <coughs> yeah, I think Vegas acting Richard Rankin. Claire to tell uh, Roger what's happened to Claire, uh, Brianna. Jamie's obviously still pissed off with him. He's kind of being glowering in the background. She goes, yes, um, she just sent, you, sent us to get you, um, blah, blah, blah. She's, she was raped. She's pregnant. It might not be your baby. It might not be your baby. What do you want to do? And Jamie goes, yeah, what do you want to do? And Claire's going, give him some time. He goes, no, no, what do you want to do? And you're like, you know, you obviously need some time. Yeah, so... I mean, it's a lot of information to process. You've just been, you've just escaped slavery and possible death from the Mohawks. I mean, it's been a busy morning for Roger. It has. <laughs> very <laughs> busy, in you know, fairness. failed escape route. Uh, thinks he might be, again, killed by the... And he's seen how they kill people. It's not a good, it's not a good death. Um, he's now got his freedom. He's found that Brianna's actually looked for him. Um, she's pregnant. She's been raped. And it's like, you can't really... He goes. And goes, also, to be fair, what we find out is that Roger wasn't entirely sure if... Because they'd had an argument when they parted. He was like, did... Is the reason why you beat the living crap yeah, yeah. out of me because of this argument? And he's like, no. no I didn't even know who you were. I didn't even know who you were. So, like, Roger's you know, like, not... okay, because I, I thought that was even a bit fiery for her. Oh, so yeah, yeah. The, the shit kicked out of me because we had a disagreement. And he, and then, then and then that's when Jamie says, no, it was because, well, actually, it's Claire that says it. Uh, uh, she was raped. And then Roger goes off. So, um, and then you're back at River Run where... Uh... So, no, Roger goes off because they're like, you have to decide, are you going to be... Stay with her. Are you going to stay with her or are you going to go? Because Roger says, I'm going to take her back through the stones. And they're like, you can't take her back through the stones she's because she's pregnant and we don't know if you can take a baby through the stones. And he's like, well, that's okay because it's my baby. And they're like... Oh, I'm angry. And then Roger's like, obviously, a tip, you know, he's a man of the 1960s. He literally can't cope with any of this and he Fs off. So then they come back to... So we moved back to River Run. No, let's go back to River Run because before they come back, something happens. Yes, Brianna has the baby. Now, this caused quite a bit of sensation on the Twitter sphere because in the novel, Jamie's there and, he's, and she wants her dad there and they get together. You know, it's a very moving moment when Jamie's there at the birth and he's helping her to get through the birth, which, of course, did not happen in the TV series because, obviously, it wouldn't work how the way they cut the thing. So there's a lot of people complaining about that scene. Um, so she gives birth to a boy... And um, the best kind of baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just being sarky there. And uh, then two months later, Murta, Murta's on the scene. Oh, Murta's on the scene. Murta is on the Murta, scene. Murta, I've got. Listen, Fitzgibbons. I, can I say that I completely saw this coming? Did you? Yep, 100%. Oh, I didn't. No, no, no 100%. Well, I, I didn't say Jamie and Claire coming. From, so. from, from, from the moment that they met, they were, there was a kind of flirtatiousness going on between them. Look, here's what happens. Murta is on the scene and he is talking with, to Jocasta and they're talking about what their lives and what they're doing at the moment. And, and Murta is being very sort of passionate and fervent about um, being a regulator and, um, uh, you know, fighting against the British and because that's what he did in Scotland. So, of course, he's going to continue to do that. And then she's like, what are you doing? This is a new world. This is a new time. This is a, a time to, to build a new life. Why do you have to go back and do what you were doing before? And he's like, well, because I have passions and I have this and that. And he kind of says, you know, why don't you join me? And she's like, are you out of your mind? And then she gets so cross with him. She throws whiskey over him. But before that, she says, I've never liked you. Yeah. And here's the reason why you, with you, your... You, you glower, you glower and you just... You glower with your hands everywhere. And your comments and, and you, and you overstay your welcome. You overstayed your welcome and well, I've never liked you. It's a pretty accurate you. description. 
But and, anyway. and you you can feel it underneath that, and he's like, oh, he's like, what's going on? Where did this come from? And in my head, I'm like, oh, she wants to give you one, mate. <laughs> and then she throws this glass of whiskey, and and you can see he's like, what the hell? And you're like, you think, well, he's probably going to walk out. But in my head, I'm like, oh, he's going to give her one. Anyway, cut to Murta looking outside. At, no. Jacasta, oh, look, looking look out the window, and then Murta's on, on the bed. Very good body, he's in his 60s. I mean... He looked good. He looked good. And he's got his hair down. Yeah, yeah. And he's lounging in the bed, so he's got his naked torso. Like, cool, he's got a good body for, his, <laughs> yeah, for a man his age. I know, he's got a very good body. I mean, you know, obviously he's been taking some fitness lessons from Sam Hewen. Anyway, um, he's going, you know, whatever, come back to bed type of thing. You know, good, good for Murta, because he hasn't had sex since... Well, good for Jacasta as well. Oh, because there's comments that he makes about her having several husbands. Oh, yeah, which is true. Yeah, but you can tell that that's like a kind of dig to her, and she's like... That, if you think that's a dig, you can forget about it. Anyway, they have had some passionate times. Passionate sex. So two months later, uh, Claire and Jamie arrive. Obviously, no Roger, so Claire... Uh, no, obviously. Well, there is no Roger. I know, but that wasn't obvious. It is when Roger isn't there. No, but you said obviously there was no Roger. I was expecting Roger. Oh, were you? Yeah. Roger walked off at the at the other. The last no, scene. he said, "Give me some time to think." I, you know, I didn't think he, you could. Sp- I think my, you know, maybe a couple well, anyway, of days. Roger's Mo- not there. Mo- Roger's not there, but not. I'm just saying, not obviously. God. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so Brenna's obviously very upset because Roger isn't there, and whatever, um, whatever. And then they have dinner, and um, this is what this is, like, they don't really make any any issue of of Brianna and and Jamie getting back together again or, you know, renewing their their, their, their relationship. And so that I found it a bit weird, like when they have that dinner thing and she kind of leans into Claire, it would have made much more sense for her to lean into Jamie and then Jamie to do that kind of, you know, little look he does, um, to show that they're, you know, kind of they're back on an even kill because you only know from her saying to Murta, I've forgiven my father, you don't know, Jamie doesn't know, I suppose perhaps it's season five, but they kind of missed out on all that, which I think was a bit of a pity. Well... I mean, if you know, they cut the you know the big, which I understand why they cut that big birthing scene because it just didn't make logistically they couldn't they couldn't have done it. But it was I thought it was a show. Anyways, but then who should arrive, Jen? Well, Roger arrives. So <laughs> we know Roger was going to arrive because because you know I was a bit worried because like this, the episode was running out of time. I'm like, oh, they're not going to do not do the Roger bit because in the book there's quite a lot of them getting together again at the back at the end, and it's like. So it's only a few minutes, but you do get them coming back together again. Brianna's obviously very happy. And then, of course, good acting again, I think, from those two. I really like those two now. And um, Roger goes, uh, take me to see my son. So you know he's obviously on board. Yeah. I mean, so it, took him, it took him a while. We, it's, it, it took him a couple of months to get his head around the fact that he... he he's a dad. He, he could be a dad. I, I know, but I, there's a little bit of me that went, she's been raped, mate. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of men that would... would that would be it. I, well, you just think... The thing that I found really annoying about that, again, I mean, let's just add this to the list, is that he's gone through all of this shit, Mm. yeah, to be with this woman that he professes to love, Mm. and then the second he finds out that she's been unsullied by another man, which is, by the way, it's not sex, it's rape, he's like, ooh, I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, but I think think that's quite common for a lot of men, if not most men. Well, you just think, God, I mean, Yeah, but, you know, it's... Anyway, took him two months. Well, no, it took him two, longer. Two months and a bit. Two, two and a bit two months. Two months and a day. And then as they're, they're getting together again... And also, he looked dreadful. Yeah, but we've established that, you know, 
Could Hopefully, he not have had a shower? Season, well, it's the 18th century. Hopefully season five, though. All I could think of, apartment. when they embraced, I was just like, she would have had a f- yeah, but the you know, fustiest smell but you know what? But then if nobody washes, you're used to that smell. That is a bad smell. Yeah, but... He smelt from here. Through the anyways, screen. Season f- Anyway, as they're back to the, they're kind of getting it, having a massive kiss, uh, about seven or eight, ten soldiers arrive on horseback. Murta escapes, and Jamie notices, because Jamie's not stupid, he notices something between, something between, is going on between Murta and Jocasta. He notices that they kind of touch hands. and So that's that might be a little or, or, uh, fly in the ointment for season five. He knows that uh, Murta is boffing his aunt, and then they hide Murta because they think he's come for Murta. But in fact, they bring a letter. I don't know why they need ten people, but they need ten soldiers to bring a letter. Oh, that seemed a bit much. It is a bit a, much. A, a, slow, a slow day for the, well, yeah, for the British probably, Army probably there. the horses needed a ride. And it was a letter. English what, Army, rather. What was the letter saying, Jane? Uh, that uh, Jamie has to join uh, the... He's the set up a militia. The set up a militia to fight against... Well, murderers. And the first thing he's got to do is kill murder. Murder. Da, da, da! Oh. Setting up season five. Setting up season five. Jesus Christ. So what did you think? I think we've, we know what I thought. What did you think? Do you know what? It, it's fine. I, I think um, it's difficult because obviously there's less Jamie and Claire because the story opens yeah. up. Jamie and Claire are the heart of the show, so it's, it's trying to get a balance. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you're, 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 they're kind of sort of moving Brianna and Roger centre stage. Centre stage and pulling um, Claire and uh, Jamie back a bit. But um you know, I, I it's still complete nonsense, isn't it? And uh, and 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 why not? Why not watch an hour of utter, utter, utter nonsense just to pass the time. I mean the season's got better. I mean obviously I'm not as enthralled as I used to be because I don't I don't watch I know. So what? Jamie's wigs have got progressively worse. I mean the wig he was wearing this season was was, was that a wig? Was it if it wasn't a wig, what the effing hell's going on with his hair? I don't know. I, it's kind of weird. No, is it? Oh, I don't know. I, go back and have a look. I go back and have a look. Oh, yeah, it's you know I thought some good acting. Uh, also, it's getting weird that that um, you know when you look at Roger and you compare Roger to like Jamie and Claire, that he looks older than them. <laughs> And he's like supposed to be at least twenty five years younger. Well, yeah, well, and obviously Jamie and Claire, or in in Claire's case, maybe even like yeah, 20, yeah, a good twenty five years younger. Anyway, that's just me. Yeah, and Claire and Jamie don't age. No, that's it. A doesn't given. matter what you do to their hair; it's a given. they still look hot, <laughs> super hot, both of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, some of the acting was great, but, and I have I have warmed to Brianna and. Um, Roger, I thought they, you know, I kind of, I am interested in their relationship, which obviously you need to be, I suppose, by this point. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's, I think it's just difficult because the books, obviously, you can't, have, you can't always have a season where, you know, Jamie tells Claire something to, not to do something, Claire does it, and then he has to go and rescue her. You've got to have, widen it out a bit. So yeah, I mean, you did that for they did that for three series. <laughs> <didn't they? laughs> um, so you got to change the comedy somewhat. I think Marsley, I could have Fergus and Marsley one. Underused. I think they've got a problem with Murta because they've got to act. Not only have they got to take story out from the novel because obviously it's only Murta's episodes. not in it. Murta's not in it, so they've got to add stuff for Murta. So that's I think that's proven problem. They're going to have to kill him off. You think? Are they going to have to? Because otherwise, it's going to it's going to impact on the se- rest on the, the rest of the narrative. series surely um, by having him in it. Anyway, I, I I thought he would die this series and he hasn't. So what do I know? He might well survive the full twenty eight series. End up marrying Brianna. And then end up marrying Brianna. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, none of us would be surprised at this rate. So anyway, uh, and actually, you'll be pleased to know... Roger wakes up in the shower and it never happened. 
<laughs> bit like Dallas. Um, um, not, uh, I don't think it's going to come. The next episode, the series is not going to come out till, nine, uh, till 2020. 2020? Yeah, but that's, it, that's fine. It's 2019 at the moment. Yeah, but normally it comes out in the autumn, doesn't it? Well, I I don't know. I just assumed it would be next year. So, so, so got, it's only twelve time, episodes next next time. Well, this, that's a okay with me. Uh, well, I we cannot wait for, to talk I've about actually it. Just, I've just got it here. I just bought it. The fiery fiery cross. The fire. The fiery cross. The fiery, fiery cross. cross. Well, good for you, Maureen. It's it's good to see that you're. I mean, I, you can't see a picture. I mean, I want you to take a photograph of that book because it's about. If I, it's like. The, the thickest book I think I've ever seen in my life. No, there's, I think there's a couple by her a bit thicker. But anyway, so um, next next podcast we'll be talking about other stuff. We don't know what. We don't know what. I mean, I mean, we've, it's, it's actually a good job that this is the last Outlander because I, I don't know about you, but I've run out of steam. Okay, uh, and on that note, goodbye. <sighs> hey, bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>